0: Okay, Toshiba, what are you doing this summer? Girl,
1: I'm going to be at the first Urban Christian Women's Summit, jumping off Friday, June 24th through Saturday, June 25th in partnership with our host church, the Bridge City Church,
0: Cleveland, stand up. Cleveland, in Cleveland, Ohio. Ladies, join us. We're taking into the Book of Acts this summer and our theme, which is Witness. So we're gonna be talking about what does it mean to be a witness, to embody boldness, to endure hardship and suffering, and to pursue a faithful and unhindered mission. Aren't we always talking about being on
1: mission? We always talk about being on mission, girl. So we have to throw it in there. I mean, it's unhindered mission that happens and goes down in Acts. So you don't wanna miss these breakouts as well women in the church deconstruction conflict resolution the gospel and the prisoner and so many more listen ladies we would love for you to join us registration opens march 30th 2022 there will be limited seating meet us there bring your girls see you there ladies and welcome back to the urban christian woman podcast we are so excited to be here today with a spiritual mama, y'all know that spiritual mama in the house. Woo! Y'all know that when we when we get the the seasoned saint who can pour into us, it is a treasure. Um, as as we live this life as urban Christian women, and so Leah, tell us who we
0: have here yes. today, y'all. We have the privilege of hearing from Carolyn Custis James Come today. On. Good Come morning, on. Carolyn.
2: Good morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> guys, y'all have no idea. Just
1: just buckle your whole seatbelts right now. So, I'm telling y'all.
0: Carolyn, if you don't mind, I'm going to tell the good people a little bit about who you are. Yes. And then we can jump in, talk a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And then jump right in. But um, mm-hmm. ladies, Carolyn Custis James is an award-winning author who mm-hmm. thinks deeply about what it means to be a female follower of Jesus in a postmodern world. She's written several books, including... Finding God in the Margins: The Book of Ruth, Maelstrom, Manhood Swept in the Currents of a Changing World, mm. Half the Church: mm-hmm. Recapturing God's Global Vision for Women, which mm-hmm. just blessed. Okay, all. come I mean, on, just get it, God. get it like
1: yesterday in your whole personhood. That's all I'm gonna
0: say. Yes, she's also written Lost Women of the Bible and When Life and Beliefs Collide: How Knowing God Makes a Difference, mm. and that's just some of her incredible writing that has blessed the body yes. of yes. Christ. Carolyn is an adjunct faculty member at Missio Seminary in Philadelphia. Pennsylvania and a consulting editor for Zondervan's exegetical commentary series on the New Testament she is connecting with us from Pennsylvania where she lives with her husband Frank and right you have a daughter and some grandkids correct
2: I do I have a daughter Allison and um
0: Two little grandaisers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> you're for it. I'm here yes, for it. a seasoned saint. We are so glad that you're with so us. So glad. Today, Carolyn. So glad. So glad. Okay. And we, yeah, so we invited Carolyn here to have a conversation with us around womanhood.
1: Yes. We know that there have been, depending on sort of where you attend church, your um, historical narrative and framing of what womanhood is. You probably have been uh, told a few things about what a biblical Mm -hmm. woman is. A few conflicting things, maybe. (laughs) And maybe even a few conflicting things, okay? I know I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. And so um, Sister Carolyn is here to have a conversation with us about Biblical womanhood, and I think also to help us expand um, our our understanding and sort of allow us to reach for the heart of God yeah. a, a little bit a little bit of uh, further and in understanding um, the beauty of our role as women as well as the missional assignment that He's placed for us. So, Sister Carolyn, can you tell us your story and how you became? immersed in the topic of identity and biblical womanhood. How did you get here? How did you even get here? Okay. Cause you're a
2: connoisseur. In my yes. Heart. Well, um, I was raised on this. Um, I'm a pastor's daughter. So I grew up in the church and mm-hmm. loved it. Um, it was a Bible church. So that um, has shaped the trajectory of my life. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I just couldn't get enough,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: um, but I was taught um, by the church, and it was what I observed growing up that I would I would fulfill my calling as a woman in marriage and motherhood,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I bought into that hook, line, and sinker, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it was, I mean, it was, I mean, I saw a couple of exceptions to that, but that's what they were looked at as exceptions. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And um, so what happened to me, you know, I was expected to go to college and everybody in my family usually got married after that, but I didn't. Um, Mm. After college, I entered a stretch of singleness
3: Mm-hmm. that lasted for 10 years. And
2: it was a time of really um, deep spiritual struggle mm-hmm. because I felt abandoned mm-hmm. and I felt like I I can miss what God created me to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it was, you know, the sort of the mentality around me was just wait he'll come, <laughs> he'll come. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: and you know which is a sort of a dangerous expectation right right, right. <laughs> the next thing that comes along but um <laughs> you know it didn't and mm-hmm. um during that time I I had deep spiritual struggle mm-hmm. and um I've, I, looking back, I would say that's probably the most important thing that that I went through there. Mm-hmm. And I've had other struggles since. That, you know, life isn't a bed of roses for anybody. Mm-hmm. But um, i I discovered in that time that God had not abandoned me, mm-hmm. and I had to come to terms with the fact that this was part of his plan for me Mm. and that it was purposeful. It wasn't that I was off track and, you know, how do I get back on track? And um, so, so I, you know, I went to seminary after seminary, I worked in a church in Texas and that's where I met my husband. And um, you know, we come from completely different backgrounds. Mm. And um, he was raised by a single mother and um, saw how she was treated mm. and that she didn't have any advocate. Um, and so mm. when we got married, I thought, okay, now I know how to do this part. And. <laughs> Seriously, I did. You know, he was in seminary and I thought well, that I would get a job and support him till he finished. And mm-hmm. then I'd be at home with, ch- this is the recipe. Uh, right. This is the recipe. That's this
0: is what you do. Re- this is what you do. Yeah. What you do. That's, yeah. how, that's how you cook it up.
2: So we didn't, I didn't get pregnant. I had endometriosis, a very serious case of it. Mm. And ultimately came to the point where I lost that battle mm. so um but my husband, you know when we were first married he everybody gave me cookbooks for <laughs> wedding gifts, you know, and that was the part of marriage I dreaded and um so but i you know i went I went to work and um And I would fix these little dinners. And my husband said to me one day, very early in our marriage, he said, I like these little meals. (laughs) (laughs) But he said, you need to find out what your gifts are and what God wants you to do with your life. Mm. And I'm not the answer to that Mm.
3: question. Mm.
2: And that was the beginning of, I mean, I didn't... That wasn't what I was expecting to hear. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But it changed the, the whole trajectory of my life, mm-hmm. uh, sent me back to work, not with a sense that I have to work, but with the sense that I was called to that
3: mm-hmm. and
2: to look for opportunities to do more and... Um, mm-hmm. And realize I'm part of the team, you know, and Mm -hmm. frankly, you know, we were just beginning that journey, but he had, we had seven years in Philadelphia. He got a master's degree and was working on a doctorate, got a job teaching in Southern California, and we moved out there. And at the end, uh, it was a two-year appointment. And at the end of the two-year appointment, it became very clear that he was not going to get a teaching job. Mm -hmm. with with a um with a seminary degree because he was almost finished with his seminary Mm -hmm. and so he couldn't get a job to save his life even you know to teach in high school or anything you know Mm -hmm. he just tried Mm -hmm. all sorts of um opportunities it was it's funny because his middle name is Allison, he's Frank Allison James, mm-hmm. and I said, when we get finished with this next stage, if if there's still a problem with white men <laughs> hiring <laughs> white men in these jobs, you need to apply as F. Allison James. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, the journey went into into two just two doctorates. Mm-hmm. He has wow. he, he's in the second one is from Oxford. And, you know, while that's going on, I'm digging in with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I got into computer software. And while we, those two years we were in Los Angeles, I worked with the designers of one of the leading software products. And when we got to Oxford, found out that Oxford University had standardized on that software. And um, it just opened a door. Like like Elijah feeding. Right. (laughs) Wow. Wow. God feeding him with the ravens because Mm -hmm. I I didn't get a job in a, you know, where I went to work in the same place every day. But my first client was Oxford University Computing Services. And they they gave me referrals. And uh, anyway, you know, it was the beginning of, learning that we're team Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: that we're in this together and when we came back to the states because I was married to a seminary professor I got opportunities to speak and all this that has ended up in books Mm -hmm. started coming out of me and that was the beginning of, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of my ministry but it um The journey is not academic for me. Mm -hmm. The journey for women is deeply personal Mm -hmm. and um, and has been profoundly costly. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you know, when you come from a camp where they hold to those views, and you and you start to break out of it. because that's what I did, you know. My first book, When Life and Beliefs Collide, mm-hmm. I went to a women's brunch when I was in college, and I was horrified mm. by how silly it was mm. and light. Mm-hmm. And I had a professor in the college, a Bible professor, who was a, who was a really amazing scholar, mm. and I didn't get enough of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like new layers of scripture were being peeled back. Mm. And yeah. you know, even though I'd been raised on the Bible, there was more.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. There was more. Yeah.
2: And then I go to this brunch and the women are giggling over, you know, silly. And that's where my first book came from. Mm. I wanted I wanted to encourage women as theologians. And I'm not talking about Academics.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm talking yeah. about, we're all theologians. And yeah. the whole yeah. point of the book was you know, when the bottom drops out of your life, you don't reach for your pastor's theology. You do reach for your husband or your father or your yeah. Yes. You yeah. Reach for what you've got. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. so what would you say is mm-hmm. in your words what biblical womanhood is? Mm-hmm. You're I'm mm-hmm. I, I hear you sort of articulating yeah. it a yeah. little bit, but yeah. go ahead and take well, us this, in a little bit further. Yeah.
2: The standard definition it comes from complementarian
3: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Uh, the complementarian view that the man is the leader that God created the man to be the leader and that the woman is his helper. She's, she's, um, she's led by him. He speaks and acts for her, Mm -hmm. you know, she's dependent on his provision and, um, you know, her, her, fulfillment is in being a wife and a mother
3: Mm
2: -hmm. and um when I when I started looking at that I thought okay so I don't have a calling Mm -hmm. when I'm a little girl -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't have you know my purpose is down the road if Mm -hmm. I get there if right because you spent 10 years yeah the if yeah yeah. Well, yeah. well, little girls aren't married, right? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. you now, mm-hmm. and having children, and you know, it started when my own struggle with tin a stretch of singleness. Mm-hmm. When all my friends were getting married and sending out baby announcements, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's sort of like, well, how many others?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. What else are we leaving out? Right. Yeah. And, and look, so
0: you were saying. So you're you're. You know, you're sort of pointing us to that that definition is, in a lot of ways, insufficient, right? Right.
2: It, I mean, it leaves us all out. It yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: So you know, for me, when I would read a book about women, mm-hmm. Christian women, and I would get to the last chapter, and they put a stake in the ground on women's ordination,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yes or no. I'd say, You haven't been talking to me all along. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always felt that way. I thought, Oh, this is what you were talking
3: about.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted a message that I could tell anybody, anytime, Ooh. at yeah. any point in their story. Yeah. No matter what they saw in the rear view mirror, no matter yeah. what the history was, I wanted something indestructible
1: yeah and, and
2: universal
1: yeah
2: and something you can't lose mm-hmm. so
1: how to take us to how we get there like mm-hmm. what scriptural text points us to that universal truth mm-hmm. um of how god values women
2: Well, what we usually do is jump to the writings of the Apostle Paul, which are at the end of Scripture. What I did was here. Let's have church. Let's have church. We're We're ready to have church now. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) So I went to the beginning because we've got two chapters. Start at the beginning.
1: Start at the beginning
2: in the whole Bible. Mm Mm-hmm. There. We're, it's un, an unfallen world
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, a, and a humanity that's been created with a mission and, you know, there's, n- there's not sin in the picture.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I went back to that because I thought, okay, are we all here? Mm-hmm. I, and I went back to it in the first place because I wanted to know if women were created to be theologians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did in, in my first book, because, you know, it's sort of like the men are the theologians, you're all my seminary professors were men, um, and men are in the pulpit, and they're the ones who tell us what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know. If women were, if God created women to be theologians, my Mm -hmm. father taught me that the woman that God creates in Genesis 2, that's called the helper, Mm -hmm. and I'll talk about that in a second, that she was created to be a spiritual helper.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was
2: where I started.
3: Mm.
2: it's sort of silly you know to say well she's supposed to take care of the children there aren't any children (laughs) Come on, he's supposed to fix the meals you know he's completely capable of feeding himself Mm -hmm. and you know it's sort of it's sort of minimizes the man Mm
3: -hmm. when we
2: talk about the woman as sort of a junior assistant Mm. sort of come down in bible translations like that you know that Mm -hmm. she's the helper and um that's that so so when I got to that text that is the creation of the female uniquely the female I went and looked up the passages, it was, you know, the the word azer is the word that gets uh, translated helper, and it occurs 21 times in the old testament. Mm-hmm. It's twice for the woman in Genesis two. Mm-hmm. Three times for nations when Israel's under attack and they're being mm. overpowered and they're crying out to another nation to send military aid.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the remaining times it's used for God as the helper of his people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that was just the debate. Okay, we'll make mm. her a strong helper. We can call her that. Um, but... You know, how strong are we talking? Mm-hmm. And so it started, the debate went like this. You know, she's as strong as she wants to be or she's strong, but, you know, mm-hmm. not as strong as the man. Well, I went and looked up all those verses. Mm. And every single one of those verses appears in a military context. Wow. Mm. That, you know, God is our shield and defense. He's better than chariots and horses. He stands sentry watch over his people. Again and again, they're not asking for a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cry out to God for help, you're asking for, you're in trouble, you know? Mm-hmm asking for significant help. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: You're not asking
2: for, for mommy's little helper
0: in the kitchen. Yes. You're asking for that warrior help.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, then I looked at the Garden Eve Eden, and I'm thinking that Eden's war zone, you know, because there, there's an enemy mm-hmm. in the garden
3: mm-hmm. that's
2: preparing to make an attack. That's the worst thing that's happened to humanity.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, you know the man is commanded to guard the garden. It's that's military. It's like mm-hmm. a sword. Mm-hmm. And um, you know it's it's you know again and again. It's just this call mm-hmm. that they're to, they're to rule and subdue. So they're going to face opposition. This isn't a cakewalk.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: God is creating a world that's full of challenges, mm-hmm. and humanity has been. Facing those challenges all along, you know, when you think of all the things that have been mined from the earth, you know, if you look mm-hmm. around that you're sitting in or the car that you're sitting in, mm-hmm. you know, what you're seeing is, is what humanity has done mm-hmm. to make something out of the planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, so it, it anyway. That's where I came up with the the woman as Mm -hmm. Azur, where Conegdo means she's like the North Pole is to the South Pole. She's his match. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, God wasn't making light of the man when he created the woman. She wasn't Mm -hmm. a perk. Mm -hmm. It was real help that he needed
1: Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of the Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives.
0: So girl, what you waiting for, just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is the theurbanchristianwoman.com.
1: Oh, this is a whole word right here. Um, I, I mean, I don't even know if this question is on there, but I think like... Because of that truth, what are the implications for us as women today? If we really lean into the truth that we are not an afterthought, that we are not, um, we are here for real help, Mm -hmm. you know, and how does that impact our theology?
2: Well, it means we're we're in the battle with our brothers Mm. that they're not alone and that we have their back that we're going to get in the way if they start to head down a wrong path
3: Mm.
2: you know that we're that we're going to be that we have the center is god our creator Mm -hmm. and we look we look at the world through his eyes that's what our job is to figure out how to do that and see what he loves see what matters to him Mm -hmm. see what are the things all along when he said it is good it is good it's good and then he creates humanity and says it's very good
3: Mm
2: -hmm. so how do we how do we live that out Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and you know we've 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 become a fight. We've become a competition.
1: Yeah, you know, we've
2: become a threat. Yeah, and it's you know what I learned, and I I started to learn this through my husband was that he needed me in the battle with him. Mm-hmm. He needed me to be there to you know bounce his ideas off. For two dissertations, mm-hmm. you know, he needed me to sit up all night and type. If, if you know, mm-hmm. I was part of this, mm-hmm. and that I was—I wasn't doing it because I had to. I was doing it because this was God's call on mm-hmm. my husband, and I'm called to to be for him, mm-hmm. and, and also to be a roadblock if he gets full of himself or he starts to head down the wrong road mm-hmm. yeah I have to take my signals from my north star which is mm-hmm. my creator which is Jesus mm-hmm. you know, and we somehow remove the center yes and, and have a different center it's our pastor it's our husband it's our father mm. and you know so then we don't do the job we're called to do.
1: Yeah, I know that you talked about this um, as well, which is, you know, the the conversation of being an, as sisters in the Lord, us being allies and roadblocks to our brothers in a redemptive, restorative way to allow them to... Uh, pursue the mission of God and and as well as the other direction. And I think what you're saying is so necessary because it has been relegated to a um, debate. It has been re- relegated to a debate that it's almost it it does play out as a competition. Like, you know, um, and am I, and I don't want to minimize this either because I think that there are spaces where women are truly being minimized and they are being relegated. And so you uh, particularly talk about having a global vision for, um, as God's daughters, talk to us a little bit about um, this and the disparity, I think, it, particularly, it speaks to us as urban Christian women because there are so many women who are on the margins, um, and if we just sort of relegate the conversation to this low bearing, mm-hmm. uh, w- this low bearing sort of uh, conversation of women being helpmates mm-hmm. alone, alone, um, alone. Um, how does that? How does that impact the single mother? How does that impact the single woman um, who is l- deeply living out their missional call, you know, um, as well? But uh, talk to us a little bit about that global vision.
2: Well, the Bible is a global book, and we mm-hmm. treat it like it's an American book. And so a lot of our interpretation.
0: Check, check and check. <laughs> Did you all hear that? Run that tape
2: back. One of the simplest illustrations of this Mm. was, um, and I began to see it when we we had the crisis with Mm 9-11. And we started seeing on television these women in blue burkas. Mm -hmm. And, and we weren't thinking of them, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, were, we weren't thinking of them. And mm-hmm. we heard stories about little girls who turned eight years old. And what they got for their birthday was that education was terminated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw that there were people over there who, and even now, risking their lives to educate women
3: mm-hmm. and girls.
2: And then we have this text in the Gospels. Where Mary of Bethany is seated at the feet of Rabbi Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the and the one who is upset with this is her sister. But you know, it's sort of she's she's out of line. She needs to go back to the kitchen.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: Jesus doesn't just say, well, she'll be there in a minute. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. He says she's chosen mm-hmm. the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And I will not take that away from her. And if you told that story to Malala Yassafzai in Pakistan, Mm -hmm. she would tell you what that meant. And we talk about quiet time or being too busy, blah, blah, blah. You know, Jesus is breaking down cultural barriers. and saying the women and he had women who were his disciples mm-hmm. and they they prove strategic in the cause of the gospel you know because they're the ones who witnessed the whole thing at the end mm-hmm. is his um his crucifixion his burial um and and they're there for the resurrection and they have that message to proclaim mm-hmm. and they're you know they're part of The team Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and it's because he made them to be part of the team and he needed them Mm -hmm.
3: to be part of the team Mm -hmm. and even
2: even mary of bethany when she goes to anoint jesus for his burial nobody knows what to say about that Mm -hmm. jesus turns it into a big deal Mm -hmm. it is a big deal Mm -hmm. oh but if but if you listen to what he says it, it if we misunderstand it, it's it's just outrageous what mm-hmm. she's done. Because he says she's anointed me for my burial. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what kind of white flag is she waving in front of his enemies? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna die. But then he says she has done a beautiful thing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and she is an Azer in mm-hmm. the battle with Jesus.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So you know, for me. The Acer's calling is about her identity as God's image bearer, and I can, ex- I, we need to talk about that. Yes, but. let's
1: talk, yes.
2: But it's also about the fact that our brothers need us. Mm-hmm. And that part of that original calling is to be in the battle. Mm hmm. He in the battle with the only one in the battle with Jesus was an Azer,
3: mm-hmm.
2: was a woman. What would it have been like for Jesus mm-hmm. if Mary hadn't stepped forward? That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think about what you were saying uh, a little bit earlier about. Uh, being able to be allies, and then also, like, to, like you Roblox. said, roadblocks, mm-hmm. right? Because if you think about sort of how the disciples were, the 12 were processing at the time, they were like, well, geez, you're not he actually going to die. die. You're not going to die. You're not going to leave us, you know? And yet here you're saying is this woman who says, no, I'm prophetically, like, I'm making this embodied prophetic statement mm-hmm. that, yes, you are going to die mm-hmm. because... This is the Father's will so mm-hmm. that we would all experience grace and salvation. And mm-hmm. so it is like we we're, we're we're and holy, I will embody there yeah. statement mm-hmm. um that, mm-hmm. that affirms God's mission in the world.
2: Mm-hmm. Um it's the She says yes to what Mm -hmm. Jesus has been saying Mm -hmm. when everybody else is saying no. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's incomprehensible to some biblical scholars that a woman could grasp that. Mm -hmm. But she's already been through, you know, the struggle with the death of her brother
3: Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm.
2: learning to trust Jesus Mm -hmm. in a deeper way.
0: And I I think going back to uh, kind of what you were saying about when when God is at the center, right? Like if we mm-hmm. if we misalign the center and we put yeah. a, a man at the center, but when God is at the center, right? We can we can see our roles rightly. And so, would you talk a little bit about that? And I think you're even gonna um,
1: bring it uh, bring us into this uh, the Azer. Like mm-hmm. what what is the the definition of the Azer? Mm-hmm. What is the embodiment of that? for us as women today you know yeah um, and and i think and the the too like yeah i
0: think the implications of like our identity as be. azer right mm-hmm. i i when god is at the center what does that what does that mean for our identity as as women as azer as mm-hmm. azer
2: warriors the other thing that is added to that in genesis 1 is that god creates us as his image bearers
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that is not just saying you're not a plant or an animal you're you know you're a higher Mm -hmm. level you know you cannot give a person a more esteemed value Mm
3: -hmm.
2: say you have been created to be a reflection of who Mm -hmm. God
3: is Mm -hmm.
2: so it's it comes with Enormous responsibility because mm-hmm. he calls human beings to look after things on his behalf.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But it means our first job is to know the God who created us mm. and, to, and to love what he loves mm-hmm. and to care about what he cares about.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, he doesn't make us gods. hmm makes us to reflect him and to do his work in the world and that involves everything mm-hmm. it's not just not just teaching the bible it's not just doing something in church yeah it's about, it's about taking care of your kids it's about putting food on the table mm-hmm. it's about how you're contributing to the economy by mm-hmm. your job and the work you're doing mm-hmm. it's everything you do matters mm-hmm. nothing is insignificant and you know the bible gives examples of this the one that just destroyed me <clears throat> was the book of ruth mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um you know because she would ruth was an undocumented immigrant mm-hmm. and she was scavenging in the fields to stay alive and to keep her mother-in-law alive. Mm-hmm. Okay? <clears throat> so how in the margins are we?
0: <laughs> from, wait, an undocumented immigrant from an untrusted right mm-hmm. enemy country. Yes.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, in today's world, you'd be <clears throat> Arab.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? Mm-hmm. And
2: um, when I heard what scholars were seeing in their recent research, about her, because I always heard she was rescued. Mm. And what they were saying is that she is the leader in the Book of Ruth. Mm -hmm. And she is initiating the action and she is making colossal sacrifices Mm -hmm. and running enormous risks for Naomi. Mm -hmm. Mm. And, you know, she's nothing in the culture she's below zero in terms of her value
3: Mm -hmm.
2: what is she you know somebody outside mcdonald's looking in the garbage can for a leftover big mac Mm -hmm. oh she's scavenging to stay alive Mm. and she is god's point person to move his purposes forward Mm. for the whole world so don't tell me somebody's life doesn't matter we don't know Mm -hmm. but i have a feeling Mm -hmm. that it's not the big name people that god uses the most it's the he's subversive Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. it's some child and there are lots of children doing incredible things in the bible Mm -hmm. or it's some some single mom out there Mm
3: -hmm.
2: you know that that feels alone and feels like Her life doesn't count, but just maybe something she does has a ripple effect that Mm. we not believe. Mm -hmm. So this is what I mean. You are created to be God's image bearer. Mm -hmm. You can't lead an insignificant life. Yeah. Mm. And he stations us everywhere. We're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And everywhere we are is a kingdom front line.
3: Mm.
2: You know, so it's not. We don't know who's right. We don't even know the, um, what do you know about the impact of your podcast? You, you can't possibly know.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah right.
2: We might as well forget that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just keep our eyes on the ball. That's you know? right.
3: That's right. Focus
2: on, focus on Jesus.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All about love. Mm-hmm. We're not there to fight our brothers or to compete with them or to surpass them, but mm. them to flourish. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and you know, we we need to work to flourish as well because God created us for that.
0: Mm. Yeah. That mm. I, I I'm like, Ooh, Amen, Amen, Amen to all the saints in the back, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and oh I think goodness. too, like it's this is really valuable uh, because we're taking. As you do so well, like the whole biblical view, right? Yes. That we get this view, and that it comes, the fact that Azer, like you said, is, re- is used more times mm-hmm. in the Bible in reference to God than as you're saying, like we are his image bearers. So, how we represent his image as Azer yes. is we take our cues from him, from how he does this, from, from how he fulfills the role mm-hmm. as Azer in scripture. And we can form then how we reflect God's image out of what exactly that image is in the God who created us that way. Mm-hmm. And so that
2: it's, is back- just, yeah. it's backwards what we get taught because mm-hmm. we're taught to be submissive and compliant and mm-hmm. deferential. And mm-hmm. we don't cultivate the strengths that we need mm. to to speak out when something's Mm. going wrong or to Mm. care about something. We're not spectators. God didn't create us to be spectators. And strength in a woman is a gift from God.
0: Because God himself is not a spectator in the world. And so when he creates us in his image in this way, he's calling us into reflecting Mm -hmm. the very nature that that he reflects in the world. And so that's just, Mm -hmm. so as we sort of go from this um, and I and I'm I'm like y'all are so blessed to get this. <laughs> to like, get picture this. we're of only ugh. the the theology, right? As you were talking about, Sister Carolyn, of the theology that's important for us to understand as women. As we sort of get that framework, then we can come down to this level and say, what are the implications one to another and mm-hmm. brothers to sisters? And so I kind of want to shift us there to look at what you were talking about of this mutual flourishing, this, uh, mm-hmm. as you said about uh, yourself and Frank, like that you're a team. Mm-hmm. And so I would love for you to speak to that, even for like, so you, yeah. you see this working out like with, with you and Frank uh, individually, but then- there, there was a season where you were not married. There is a season mm-hmm. where, I mean, you're t- my daughter yeah. is nine. Like yeah. she's like, what does it look like for her to f- to see the blessed alliance flourish? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what is that? Yeah, can we bring it down to that level yeah, and talk bring about it, what that actually means, brothers to sisters? Yeah,
1: because th- there are listeners. Uh, that's what I was thinking as well. There mm-hmm. th- for our sisters who are single, who are like, "Well, I'm not married, so I don't have a blessed, so alliance. I don't have a blessed alliance." And you're you're like, yeah. you missing the whole point, sis. So bring <laughs> so us. We gotta listen. track it back for them. Yeah. So for all so, of us. Yeah. What is what does it? What do you mean when you say the blessed alliance? And then what are those implications on a? ground foot level for brothers and sisters in the family of God, neighbor, Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the problem with how we've looked at Genesis one and two is that we've reduced it to marriage and it isn't, it isn't talking about marriage. Mm -hmm. Come on. about Marriage at the very end when it makes an anti-patriarchal statement that when there's a marriage, the man will leave his father and mother and cling to his wife. And it Mm -hmm. does not happen that way in patriarchy. Mm -hmm. You go to the Middle East and you find out that when there's a marriage, she becomes property of her husband's family. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So um, Mm -hmm. anyway. (laughs) We went to church and
3: school
1: and all all the things at one in (laughs) 10 seconds. Go ahead,
2: (laughs) Sister Carolyn, go ahead. Yeah. So we don't have patriarchy until you get to chapter three. And that's where a consequence of the disobedience that's Mm -hmm. happened is that the man is going to rule over the woman. And you know, that's not in the first two chapters. I don't care how many gymnastics they do to try to get it there. It's not there. And, um, and what you have right away is, you know, a, a brother killing his brother, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it turns destructive right away. That
3: mm-hmm.
2: It's a rule over each other. And that's the history of the world is mm-hmm. not God created, yeah. and the marginalization of women has come at a cost. You know that. Oh, you know it would be nice to send a team of women over to the Ukraine right now, mm-hmm. like they did in what was it in Nigeria? Mm-hmm. The women mm-hmm. insisted that they make peace.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a documentary about that. I watched Mm -hmm. that documentary. Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
2: So it's, you know, it's, you get different things, different results when you have both men and women in the conversation, but what we, what we are to the men that we encounter is that we are their sisters Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and it's all about love. It's, you know, a lot of, a lot of, Men, nobody ever asks them how things are going at work, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, what's happening on their job or showing an interest in them. You're important in the church if you have a, if you have money, if you have a, you know, a proper family or, Mm. you know, then you can be a a deacon or an elder or whatever. Mm. But everybody is involved in the great the cultural mandate Mm -hmm. to do the work and everything human beings do is important Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: you know I just think we can go a long way just by caring Mm. uh, showing an interest in them Mm -hmm. and um, you know when in my
0: ministry
2: I've gone all sorts of different places and I have run into the dearest kindest brothers
3: Mm -hmm.
2: um, that are you know I love them and um I want I want them to flourish Mm -hmm. I want to be an encouragement to them
3: Mm -hmm. I
2: want to pour strength into them
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and they are wonderful to me
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and you know it's just it's it's it gives me hope, you know, mm-hmm. when, I, when I meet men like that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that they care about what's going on in the church. They care about, you know, how the women are growing or not growing, mm-hmm. you know, how they're marginalized, how they can be more included. And, mm-hmm. you know, and even the secular world is seeing that better decisions get made when men and women work together. Right. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Kristof right. said after he, he reported on what um, global uh, economists were saying after the 2008 financial crash, mm-hmm. that would we be in this problem, the same problem if it had been Lehman Brothers and Sisters. Mm. And it wasn't a joke was just saying make different decisions when when you bring in different yeah
1: for sure for sure
2: right for sure Yeah. yeah so it's um
1: yeah you I mean you're you're alluding to this that you know that the blessed alliance it results in this mutual flourishing it's not one person getting um one person flourishing alone or one person um, having it, but it has a residual effect because both parties are flourishing when we pursue the blessed alliance. You talk about these, these three, like three, what I would name as three essentials to focus on if we're to live out this blessed alliance as brothers and sisters, as image bearers of God. What do you think are those three things and how have you seen the fruitfulness of that um, as you have done this work and, and, you know, um, wrote and reported about it over and over again, you know, seen it in action.
2: Well, like I said, I learned about this in my marriage Mm -hmm. and it, it was not what I was expecting. And I, and I didn't adjust to it overnight, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just, all of a sudden you're not following the rules and how you, how you're living. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I always worked, which was, nobody did that in my mm-hmm. family. You know, mm-hmm. the women all stopped as soon as they had kids or their husband finished just education. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're out of alignment with other people. Mm -hmm. But what I, I, both my husband and I have found, and it has happened in other relationships as well, is that we've both done more and been stronger in doing it Mm -hmm. because of the other person. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time I walked out of the house to get in my car to go to something, there'd be this hand on my back saying, you can do this. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. And
2: I didn't think I could. You know, I was terrified of public speaking and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, so it matters that there's,
3: I mean, we can do this for each other Mm
2: -hmm. and, you know, in the new Testament where it, Paul
3: talks about a body, Mm -hmm.
2: you know, and how essential every member of the body is.
3: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: Right. You know, if you have a broken fingernail, you know it can wreck your whole day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or just one little part of you that hurts. Mm-hmm. And and if you know, that's what our calling is. We're called first to love our Creator, mm-hmm. to love God, with all our being.
3: Mm-hmm. To love, him. Mm-hmm.
2: and He's the center. You don't have a blessed alliance when you. Don't have that center.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And um, it's it's I see it in the Bible. Some of the most beautiful moments in the Bible are where a man and a woman join forces for God's kingdom.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they look and they're and they're kingdom-minded. They're mm-hmm. thinking about what's at stake here. So you have Barak.
1: Mm-hmm. That's Red, exactly who I was thinking jail.
2: about. Mm-hmm. All three of them are up to their necks in this battle.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: the big question in the story is, is God here? Is God in this battle? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, Barak is not a wimp.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He's he's incredible. He's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I've written a book called Maelstrom, and that's mm-hmm. where I do because men men need us to ask the same questions mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, this whole biblical manhood and womanhood thing puts a burden on them too. Um, and mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. Conflict in marriage because, you know, he's not doing family worship.
1: Just come on, for it. <laughs> again. Come on come on.
2: Now they lose their jobs, they lose their health. Yeah. you know yeah. and they lose their manhood when that happens mm. you can't lose what God gave you in right, in right.
0: Woo, my God yes so- come on in here
2: <laughs> Okay, so Barak and Deborah,
0: and which Jim. by the way, none of those are married couples, right? And so when we talk about the Blessed yes. Alliance being brothers and sisters together, it, uh, it's it's not relegated to like find your power couple and then go do ministry together. Yes. Yeah. So bring us on in with Barak and Deborah and Jail with that <laughs> well, in mind. Then you
2: have Naomi. Ruth and Mm -hmm. Mm Bob. And what happens in that story wouldn't happen if all three of them didn't make huge sacrifices Mm -hmm. and take enormous risks.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So forget Cinderella. This is not a dating manual. (laughs) Okay. Then you have Esther and Mordecai. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And he's calling her out. Mm -hmm. Saying, you go, girl. <laughs> this is your mm-hmm. moment.
3: This is
1: your moment. And nobody mm-hmm.
2: else is going to do this. Nobody mm-hmm. else can. Mm-hmm.
1: You're up. You're but up.
2: They, but they both rise. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. They both grow and flourish. Yes, they do. Then you have Mary. Uh, you have Mary of Nazareth mm-hmm. and Joseph. Mm-hmm. And we marginalize Joseph. Mm-hmm. You know. He gets mixed up with the shepherds and all of them, the nativity, <laughs> But Joseph is amazing. He's the cover story on the gospel of Matthew. Mm. And he demonstrates a brand of righteousness. That is what mm. the kingdom is, of God is meant to reflect. Mm-hmm. But he shuts down his carpenter's shop and gets behind God's calling on his wife. Mm-hmm. And where would we be? Without mm. Come on now! Oh, so that's what I'm saying. Ooh, um, it's in the Bible. It's been there all along. Mm. It's been understanding it by a bunch of rules that are superimposed, and that none An a- extra
0: biblical extra. Mm. Mm. I'm like, we just just let's pass the plane and go home. This I, is it. This is it. This, this is, is, is it. it. Is it.
1: Sister Carolyn, if there is one piece of wisdom, counsel, exhortation that you want to leave us and our listeners with today, uh, what would it be? And then we would love for you to pray for us mm-hmm. and the, this generation and so many more. If you're alive right now, mm-hmm. um, if you would pray for the women that mm-hmm. are commissioned mm-hmm. right now. To fulfill the mandate as image bearers of God, so I know I put two things together. I'm always my husband says, hey, "You <laughs> like to put two things together." I say, "Yes, I do."
3: Both of
2: them. Yeah. No. You know, for me, it's no longer a gender issue; it's a stewardship issue. Mm-hmm. And what I say when I go to different places. Is that when I stand before Jesus, I'd rather be explaining why I did too much than why I did too little. Mm-hmm. And women are being called to hold back. To defer to male leadership. And not to do what they see needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And we are all called to this together. And we need each other. Mm-hmm. Our mission is It's too great to let anybody sit on the sidelines and be a spectator. We're not, we weren't created to be spectators Mm -hmm. and everything we do matters. It's not just about sharing the gospel. It's about being the best at your job that you can be. It means being a friend to people who you are around and you, do not know what God's spirit will do mm-hmm. with your slightest actions. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's big. It's really, really big. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't know how God is using us. We can't know. And, but we have to be, mm-hmm. we have to be what he calls us to be. Mm-hmm. And he calls us to be as warriors, not to fight for our own cause. But to fight for his mm-hmm. and his good for everybody, and we want our brothers to flourish, mm-hmm. we want them to use every gift God has given them, and they mm-hmm. want to shine, and they don't shine mm-hmm. when they have to put other people down to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So some of the ones that I have encountered have been African and African-American men. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I'm telling you, there's some mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. out there that God is using in powerful ways.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I want to be for them. Right <laughs> up there for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right up
0: there for them and with them. Mm-hmm. And yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Will you pray for us, Sister Carolyn? Yes.
2: Father, thank you that you have promised to hear when we cry out to you, that we matter to you more than we'll ever know, and that you can work through us in ways that will bless the lives of those around us, and that's Mm -hmm. what we want. Mm -hmm. We want you to bless our children. We want them lock on to you as the center of everything Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and to live boldly even as little ones and we want our brothers we want our brothers to shine like Mm -hmm. stars in Mm -hmm. your kingdom Mm -hmm. we want them to be bold for you we want you to protect them from harm we want we want your blessing.
3: on their
2: their lives and we want to be part of that process. Mm -hmm. Teach us to love in new ways. Mm -hmm. Teach us to remember that we are members of your body
3: Mm -hmm. and you want to help the body. Mm -hmm. Help
2: us to be strong, help us to grow, help us to discover the gifts you've given us
3: Mm -hmm. Help us to stay centered on you. Mm -hmm. With no one in second place. Mm -hmm.
2: Be our everything. Mm -hmm. And I pray that you would bless this ministry. I thank you. I thank you for the work that is being done that Leah and Shiva are doing. Lord, I pray that you would help them to grow as they work. Together, and I pray that you would prosper this ministry in the lives of women. Thank you for technology. Thank you that we Mm -hmm. can do these things. What a gift.
3: Mm -hmm. And
2: Lord, thank you for your daughters. Mm -hmm. How they are doing it. Bless those who hear this, I pray. In Jesus' name.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Amen. 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 Have a blessed day, ladies.